When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind. Yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies. I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead. Mixed with chocolate syrup? Ooh, why not? When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler Sandies shortbread cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. just read something about how um people that are more creative are are just scatterbrained when it comes to actually planning things and so my logistical skills are just awful like i two of the three of us on this zoom are really good at it yep (laughs) (laughs) i honestly think it's just just a creative one no, it's just, I, I think it's, you know, like, it's one of those things you just learn, you have to learn it, you know? And yeah. I think, like, being a, a, a an actor as a teenager, you, we didn't learn it. Like, yeah. you know, we had to learn it. You either, And I think being an actor is actually puts you at a disability because you just have to, like, wait for the phone to call. And somebody else takes care of the schedule and you just get told when to show up. It's like, so there's, like, a part of your brain that you just don't develop, you know, where it's, like, I learned in college, you know? Like, that's where I yeah. had to, like, figure out how to, like keep to a schedule and you know and yeah and then of course directing that's all you're doing is yeah like well i figuring was okay out logistics. back in the day when i would write my schedule out because i would write i would actually physically write out a schedule and then it became all on your phone mm-hmm. and then my phone for some reason and i was talking to husband producer jensen carp about this which is what i call him as well yeah he's, um, the hus- he's everyone's husband as ev- he is um where it's like occasionally my reminders will pop up and then other times they just don't. And right. I'm still putting it in. I'm adding every time I'm supposed to. But it'll just, you know, I'll get a call going like, you know, you had a dentist appointment. And I'll be like, wait, I put that. I know I put that in. And I'll look and it'll be like, yeah, dentist appointment, 11 a.m. It's like, OK, I have the reminder set for 24 hours before and then 12 hours. And it just never popped up. So yeah. I, I've now we've got the giant paper calendar. Mm-hmm. We have stuff put in different colors. Yep. And all that kind of stuff. So, And then yeah, the good thing is the only thing you need to use your phone for is take a picture of it every time a new thing gets added to it, delete the old one. And then you also have a picture in your phone of your giant calendar. That's, so if you're no, that's out, what I do. Yeah. That's so why I asked, I asked like Jensen like chaos to, to just send me a list. So he just sent me the list. Like, here are the days we're recording. Yeah. I take a screenshot of it and I can look at that every time and be like, good. And I put that on the calendar and I know that that's there. Great. So the kind of these like 
because I'm also on AOL. So some of them are going to Google right. and some of them are going it's so confusing. I want a paper thing that just says you have to be here such and such a time. Right, right. Um, but I'm you also, also yeah. would like the hotel to call you in the well, morning and tell you what you're doing. Would be preferred. It's just a, just a nice, good, straightforward person to person telegram. It works. Code. Just it give me a work. Yes, that's the Thank way the you. world should be. It worked, my friend. <laughs> It worked all the time. It's getting too damn. Co- Some things are over over engineered. It's getting too confusing <laughs> with a lot of this stuff. Uh, I do have some interesting possible news, though. I haven't yet decided. Mm. I might rejoin Instagram. Oh my god! Yeah, I Why? miss because I miss the funny stuff. I know, like, man, Zool but you were not, you were very thing. unhappy. Right? I was. Wasn't that the whole point? Is yeah, that made I was. It, it increased your anxiety. It did. It right. made me anxious. But I'm wondering if I do it my own way. There are literally algorithms to increase your anxiety. Yes. Oh, I agree. To catch your attention. It's the attention economy, right? Like, wow. and it, and if you, I mean, I hate it. Really, I hate it. But I also, I do enjoy it. But like, I have to have <laughs> set limits for myself. And but like, that's what I have I to get do. Away from it, it's great. But um, that's what I have to do. I have to set yeah. like there's certain things where I've taken. It sounds so ridiculous, but with like with Sammy with the dog, I've taken pictures, and it's like I would love people to see the picture of the dog. I like reading, so Sue will hand me the phone, and I get to read wonderful things about Pod Meets World because again, I'm not on, so I can't look at our Instagram feed. And there's really nice stuff like when when my friend Kevin passed away, I wanted to do something nice, and it's like there was nothing I could do, so I reached out to the Pod Meets World kind of thing. But it, I was just thinking, yeah, it'd be nice to kind of have some kind of touch with what's going on can in the i make world a now? suggestion please why don't you open first a finsta which is a what a, who who did a that fake instagram. a fake instagram uh, so it would basically be s- a private one that the public doesn't know about a lurker and, bill and although Friedel. and and yeah. yes bill for underscore Friedel. underscore Friedel. well now no you just announced it to the know that okay i'll make Do it chuck Friedel. Chuck Friedel. good idea <laughs> and then you can see without having to make the public um yeah. announcement of hey i'm back and then what if you decide i'm leaving again and you're like eh you could at least dabble in it you can okay. follow things that make you happy uh post a few things you know tell us tell tell your friends who okay. who will also then comment so that you can see just basically dip your toe in and see okay. if it spikes your anxiety again it may not because it's not a real test because it'll just be close friends and family yeah. but even even just the the habit of going to it may make you anxious and you'll know you know what it's not for me, but yeah. I at least think it, it's a it's a good practice run. Okay, because I know not to, to go, Ryder always wants to talk about food, but that's one of the other <laughs> things I love on Instagram is there's some great like recipe mm, ones, like yeah. some really good ones where it's like I never thought of dipping a taco in chocolate and wrapping a right, pizza around it. Right. Great idea. <laughs> so like stuff like that would be kind of cool. And there's some car ones that I like. Like there's things I miss, right? But I don't miss being told I'm fat and stupid. That I right. I can get that from regular friends. I don't need that from Right. Friends. We do that every every week. I yeah. I think maybe then you could you could start with a finsta because then you could just truly follow the things that you love and see if it gives you okay. exactly what you need without any of the bad stuff. That's a good idea. I'll start with a finsta. Mm-hmm. Like Look at you. Okay. It's gonna like be a cool Chuck kid. Friddell. No one will know it. No one will know. Just the one million people who listen to this podcast every month. <laughs> every month. Yes. Okay. All right, that's a good idea. All right. All right, welcome to Pod Meets World. I'm Danielle Fischel. I'm Ryder Strong. I'm Chuck Friedel. <laughs> <laughs> is it, are you named in honor of Chuck Norris? Is that uh... everything? Uh, is excuse it? me, uh, it's Sir, Sir Charles. Charles. Sir Charles. How we knighted dare him you? Years ago, we knighted Do you remember him when we met day. him, Ryder? Do you remember when we met no. him? No, we, we did. Yeah. Are you kidding me? You and yeah, I had a sorry. talk with him at a convention. Mm-hmm. We sat when? and we spoke with him at a convention. I forget. I don't think s- I was there, man. Yes, I think you, you can- were because we then were like, we just talked to Sir Charles Norris. <laughs> it was the same one we met Alexa Bliss at. Remember that? No. Oh, okay. Look at this is this is what I remember. I can't remember when I have to show up to podcast, but I remember. Were you drinking, Sir Charles? Writers? No, I just don't. <laughs> I, I honestly probably. probably didn't know who anybody was. Like, I'm just right. so bad with celebrities. Like, I'm yeah. literally like, oh, sure. Alexa Bliss is a wrestler. Chuck Nor yeah, we talked to him. So, he came in, he's like, Hey, how you doing? We were so like we're to be good. clear, you do remember now meeting Alexa Bliss. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and 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 maybe but not that Sir Charles was also I, there. I'm sure I mean look, it, at these conventions, what ha- here's what happens, okay? At, at conventions with Will Friedel, 
Mm-hmm. Who, by the way, yeah, is the mayor the exper- of the car? That's, that's what I'm about to describe. The experience of going into a convention with Wilfred L, especially back then, which was probably like my first or second convention. I'm like, I'm a scared, nervous, <laughs> shy little actor. Right. And, 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 and taking me by the hand is the mayor of convention town, Wilfred L, who... Not only knows everybody, mm-hmm. uh, has worked with everybody, uh, knows all their cartoon voices that they've done. They don't even remember which ones they've done. And he'll be like, yeah, remember that episode of blah, blah, blah. When we did? And he'll sit and talk with 50 people in the green room while I'm just like trying to get a cup of coffee. And he'll like drag me over and be like, Ryder, have you met Zibidaza? And I'll be like, oh, of course, Zibidaza, you were on our show once. Oh, have you? And it's like this whirlwind chaos of like, like for me it's just pure panic and for him it's like he is just in his element he is just like i'm nerd heaven with backstage schmoozing with awesome people and i'm like (laughs) i am so insecure all i want to do is find a a corner with a book and how do i like get away because i don't know who anybody is and people know who i am and i've worked with them apparently i it's terrifying i love it well the very good news is that we have somebody today who you have definitely worked with you have worked with more than once. Yes. And wait, we, really? Oh yeah, you did. And you I actually yes. remember her. And well, you remember good. her. And so no one is going to have to convince you that you work together. Uh I am very excited today that we have Lindsay Price on the podcast. She was in the very memorable Teacher's Bet episode, which was season one, episode eight in 1993. Uh, Lindsay played Linda, Eric's new girlfriend, who was called a racial slur at the mall. And I know those of you who listen to our podcast will definitely remember this episode. Yeah. Um, we had a really great time rewatching it and touching on it. And when I tell you we got so many emails after that podcast episode from people who talked about how truly life-changing it was to see Lindsay on the show and to have that experience spoken about. Uh, I mean, we got tons of emails about it. So Lindsay is was a very special guest for us to have, and we are happy to invite her here today. Welcome to the pod, Lindsay Price. <gasps> oh my god! You made it! Wow! Oh, it's so good to see you. So good, so good to see you. Um, did you get completely hounded on social media about everybody saying we were looking for you? Yes, and I was like, well, <laughs> duh, like of course I'll talk to you guys. Social media thing is so amazing. It's like this magical. I feel like it sometimes sometimes like pulls you to people you're supposed to, you know talk to anyway, but that was so cool. Yeah, you were, you, we recapped the episode that you were in Teacher's Bet, which we all have such strong memories of you from this week. I, first of all, I'll talk about my memory of you because I didn't have any scenes with Lindsay, but I was a 12 year old girl. I had a very small part in the episode, but I was 12 years old and I thought you were the one most beautiful woman I had ever seen. And two, was so absolutely out of my mind impressed with what an incredible actress you were Mm -hmm. no offense to the other people on this zoom with us but i was like oh she knows what she's doing (laughs) yeah you made me feel really bad about myself it was awesome you did it was unbelievable i'll get into that story because it was it's still one of the moments i'll let you take it now will but i i you left such an impression on all of us but go ahead will well we were we were like Hi, by the way. How are Hi. you? I think the last time I saw you, it was 1993. <laughs> I think it was. Um, it, it was. Would be. Um, it, I remember we were waiting to go on stage. The audience was there. And you and I had to walk on. And it was for the scene where you're crying to, to come back from the mall. And you looked at me and you went, give me a second. And you turned around and you turned back and you were bawling. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's how you do it. Yeah. Uh, it was, un- I just remember thinking to myself, like, it was so unbelievably impressive that I remember just going, oh, I'm not even close to being in, in any league with this. It was insane. It was insane. Can you still do that, Lindsay? Um, I think I can. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I can. You know, I remember, um, it's interesting because, the you know, the, the subject matter of, of the episode, for me in my life up until that point, I'd really you know, not really experienced a lot of racism, to be honest. Right. I, think I sort of lived in this world that was um, 
you know, I, I, I'm sure it was there, but we just didn't talk about it in my family. My, 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 my support system was always like, you know, you are who you are, specifically who you are, and you should be proud of it. But I, I remember like not really realizing until that, that moment that I hadn't really got an opportunity to really act the way that my friends had because mm -hmm. my parts were so few, far, so few and far between because of the way that I looked. And I remember having a moment because I think I was 15 or 16. I can't yeah. remember. Like, this is my, I've been in tons of, you know, girl number two roles and girlfriend <laughs> roles and, you know, like ancillary characters. But this was some, this was my chance to do something really significant. And I remember being backstage with you, Will. And I remember being like, okay, like, don't screw it up, you know? And I had my wow. tricks and I knew what to do and I knew how to go there. But it was, it wasn't even so much a, um, transference like I wasn't I wasn't imagining that it was happening to me I just really like became the character I was a very serious uh, actor in that moment you know which is hard to do on a half an hour show by the way yes, totally I felt like such a weirdo but oh, but no, you had already I mean what had, had you been taking a bunch of acting classes at that point I mean you because you were you were clearly a pro and you were the same age as us or as Will at least and and yet it didn't it felt like you were leagues more advanced and confident and like, right. Not we were all close. sort of like flailing children. And like, it's so funny to hear you say that you hadn't played big roles because I, I, I guess that that's true, but like, you must've had experience. Like how did you I get did. into it? I did. I started when I was five, I guess, but by accident, it was like something I did that was also like, you know, ballet or right. soccer. It was like a, you know, a side thing that I did. But around that age, I really decided that I wanted to be um, an actor. I loved the make-believe. I loved storytelling. I loved being an actor. And so I was in a, in a great acting class. I don't know if you guys ever went, but it was the young actor space. Oh, yeah. 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 Valley, yes, you know, young yep. actor space. And I needed it. Um, oh, Diane Harden. Diane Harden. Yeah, it was yeah. amazing. Yeah. And those yeah. classes for me, they, they took me from being, yeah. you know, um, a quite like shy and sort of awkward kid into 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 really knowing that I wanted to be an actor. It was all around that that time. So I had the the you know I knew what to do. I knew how to get there. But it was kind of miraculous that it happened because by the way I had a massive crush on you, Will, and I was so nervous. No way. You heard it here first. Massive. Because really? I was never like in a real high school situation. I was sort of in and out of school, and I was kind of like a I was sort of like a nerd at school. And like, so every time I went onto a set and met new people, it was like exciting. And, and of course you were and are charming and handsome. And, you know, I just was like, how am I supposed to do this job? But anyway. Guys, I do want to say to your question, writer, a few things Lindsay did before she joined us on Boy Meets World. Okay. She had done Days of Our Lives, The Wonder Years, New Heart, Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Oh, you were in everything. 176 episodes in three years of All My Children. Oh, that's right. I was on the same. Oh, that's right. That's right. Well, but, 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 oh, that's but, right. But 176 <laughs> episodes were, that means they filmed in like three weeks, right? Okay. Like, yeah. so that's, that's the thing. Right. Soap episodes, you do like six a day. That's what oh, she did them in three years. You were such a pro. You were like, you had done the soap factory. Oh my God. Soap operas are crazy. Wait, They're so crazy I'm sorry. Opera. There was one that jumped out there because I have to ask, and then we have to get back to you having a crush on me because I still think you're lying. But. <laughs> Did you work with Bob Newhart? Yes, I worked with Bob Newhart. I played a campfire girl um, with a couple of other girls. And I remember vividly, I remember knowing like being in his presence was oh, such an honor, you know? Huge. I mean, comedy legend. Legend. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Oh, man. That is so cool. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves, and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. As a podcast focused on reliving memories from our past, I can tell you firsthand, as you get older, your memory just isn't as reliable as it used to be. 
Yeah, if we didn't have Will here, there would be a lot of dead air. <laughs> that is true, Robert. Well, guys, since I know you need a little help, you're going to love Legacy Box. It's the safest way to digitize your home videos and pictures, even when you think you don't have a way to watch them anymore. Oh, this is perfect, especially with Mother's Day right around the corner. It really is the perfect gift for the whole family, whether it's a sweet 16 or college graduation. First steps or performing a Backstreet Boys dance in between scenes on your childhood network sitcom. This is the way to reconnect with your history. The process is so easy. You just fill your legacy box with old VHS or camcorder tapes, pictures, negatives, film reels. I mean, they even work with over 15 different types of analog media, so they have you covered. Then you just send the box back and their team professionally digitizes everything by hand in the U.S. And you'll get it all back on the cloud or on a thumb drive along with your originals. I recently sent off my first box to Legacy Box and I got into my old storage unit and found about 40 tapes, all different media. And I was able to label each one and send it off. I cannot wait to see what these tapes hold. Jensen and I also recently got some of his home videos digitized and being able to hear his parents' voices again has been a real gift. So join over 1.5 million families that have trusted Legacy Box with their memories. Go to LegacyBox.com slash world to save 60% during their best Mother's Day sale ever. It's time to connect with your past and make sure those memories are preserved properly. That's LegacyBox.com slash world. Summer is steadily approaching and you know what that means. Wearing a shirt at the beach so I don't look like a sad radish for the entire vacation. Okay, maybe. Being thirsty? Yes, Ryder, you got it. It is time to go outside and bask in the glory that is sunshine with barbecues and hikes and trips to exotic locations. With your shirt on? Yes, with your shirt on. It is time to jump into a camper van with your son and your wife and... Torture everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with all these summer activities, it's so important that you stay hydrated. And we're here to tell you all about Liquid IV. It has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. You just rip open a packet and pour it into your water and bam, you're hydrating with electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. But most importantly, it tastes good. It's so easy and perfect after a workout, which I do to replenish after a nice long run. And you can travel with Liquid IV right there in your pocket. Add it to a water on a flight or after a big night when you need just a little assistance to get up in the morning. Tear, pour, live more. One stick plus 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. And with sugar-free flavors like white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime, you can't miss. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code WORLD at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code WORLD at liquidiv.com. Did you live in the Oakwoods? I never lived in the Oakwoods because I was from the Los Angeles area. Okay. But I did move to New York and, and do that soap. That's right for a couple of years. I forgot that this that was before this. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, that, you know, you have to learn 80 pages a day or something oh, crazy like that on the soap. So I think, oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. But that's but, also and, like an acting school. I mean, you're just, you have to just keep churning it out. It's like your 10,000 hours thing, right? Yeah. Like, at that point, you've just got it. Yeah. Right. And the, and the writing usually on, on soaps is not great. And you're kind of trying to make things real that don't feel real at all. Right. Which is even harder than to memorize because there's no, a lot of the times you're like, this isn't a natural response to what was just said to me. So it's not even yeah. like, well, that would come naturally anyway. It's like, right. you have to really remember stuff that, yeah. Well, especially when you have amnesia and you're your own twin. Right. right. It's right. Hard. So hard. <laughs> the hardest thing in the world. <laughs> Crazy. Now, do you remember auditioning for the role of Linda? I I do. I remember, um, you know, when you have the audition and you don't, obviously you don't know how it's going to go back then, you know, when it wasn't on Zoom, you're in the room and you have that one moment, which I miss so much. I miss that moment where it's kind of like you either rise to the occasion or you don't. I remember walking out being like, Nailed it. You know, like, yes, yes! Oh, I nailed it. That's the best <laughs> feeling. Oh, yeah. That's the best feeling. Yeah. <laughs> and years later, actually, the casting director, whose name I forget, Sally Steiner. Sally. 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 Yes. Barbie. Or Barbie. Sally or, or Barbie. Barbie Block. But season one, I don't think Barbie was there. I think it was just Sally. Barbie no, didn't come in, so. I think, until season two. Okay. okay. Somebody told me 
that they would teach that my audition. This is this is like my this is this is why I wanted to talk to you guys because it's probably the pinnacle of my career. Like I never won the award, but I was really good on Boy Meets World. Um, they they said that they um, taught my audition in an acting class, which wow. was about like you know even though it could be in a comedy or it could be you know the the, the moment is sort of compacted. It's the preparation. It's you know being connected. It's it's playing the truth and. Just, she said that she she would teach that um, that story. She'd tell that story in in, in audition or um, in classes. So wow, I I'm I, I'm I know this is I'm making a, a grandiose kind of statement, but it, to me, it is one of the most real acting moments in the seven years of our show. Yeah, mm-hmm. and wow. to see that right at the beginning. Yeah. To me was like I it, I wasn't joking when I said I felt like I felt like I didn't belong there. It was one of those things where when you see you think you're good at something and then you see somebody else where they're just on a different level. Yeah. yeah. It really throws you a bit because it was it it was it was one of those things where it was so real and happened so quickly that I just remember thinking to myself like I'm never going to get there. Like I I I'm never going to get there. It also it also saves uh-huh. an episode that otherwise could be really hokey, right? <laughs> like you have this idea of like the teacher letting the student teach the class, and then you want to have it arrive at a place where it's going to become a, essentially a very special episode about racism, and yeah. like that's that's a huge leap to make, you know, right. uh, especially for like episode seven of a sitcom with twelve year olds, you know, like so the fact that I think your performance anchors it and makes it makes it possible, you know, makes it happen because you're like, oh, oh, this is a real person really experiencing something that is not funny and it's not played for a joke or played over the top. It's like just feels very it's jarring in the best possible way. Yeah, I mean, the f- I, I have so few memories of a lot of season one stuff, even episodes that I was a big part of. And I had such a tiny little part in Teacher's Bet. And yet I remember yeah. you Me and too. and those run throughs because you cried for run throughs and yeah. you. And you, uh, you were, I mean, you were truly spectacular. Uh, and so it's, it's like, I have such big memories from Me that too. week and yep. I was like barely there, but I just remember watching you and being like, now that's an actor. Wow. <laughs> so I remember you, I remember your hair. You had this cool, like, big curly hair. Yeah. And that kid's a star. You guys all were. It was really, it was really, it's really hard to come onto a set, especially at that age where you're already so self-conscious and you know to come onto a set and you guys I didn't realize it was only seven episodes in but you were pretty locked into each other and I guess back then too I didn't ever really think to be honest like if I really think about that time I had been at it for so long and with with the exception of the soap which I played the cook's illegal immigrant daughter Oh my God. That needed a green card. Okay. With the exception of the soap, I was never asked to be a series regular. Like there wasn't anyone on television um, of Asian descent that was like a lead or a series regular on television at that time. So to to get a chance to like have a role that had something to say and some meaning, especially this particular type of a story, was really important to me, you know? And it was awesome that they would write this story, you know, for kids to at that time become aware of just how we we feel and how we treat people that are you know different of different colors so that whole week was such a an interesting week all the way around because it also again seven episodes in you're still essentially trying to set the tone of what the show is going to be Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so to kind of jump to something like Ryder said very special episode but I thought there was times we did very special episodes that didn't have the hokey music and so they didn't really come come off as very special episodes we can we we look at them like that now but that's i remember this week kind of going like oh this isn't this isn't going to be the bump bump sitcom every week right and this was kind of they they established that right at the jump i mean which is pretty impressive for a 90s quote unquote kid show yeah to do that right away i thought was interesting and again you're right Ryder. it wouldn't have been as good if it was anybody but lindsay which is true because yeah. the performance is what sold it lindsay do you remember feeling like like it was an uncomfortable week for you to come in then as a guest star and what was essentially doing, like playing the heaviest role and having all of this drama to do. I mean, we were all amazed, but also was there a part of you that's like, I wish I got to come on and kind of just have some fun. Be fun. Be funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember feeling comfortable. I remember you guys all made me feel so comfortable. 
but I remember this is strange. It's kind of an abstract thought, but I remember being embarrassed. Like I had to do mm-hmm. something that meant, I don't know. I, I remember feeling exposed in a way, you know what right. I mean? You have to be, you have to make yourself super vulnerable to do something like that. Um, mm. In fact, when, before we did that scene, I remember feeling just like a flush of embarrassment and thinking like I could use this. Like I'll just use this because yeah. obviously that's how you would feel, right? But right. Um, I love comedy and 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 most of my career, like if I looked at everything on my resume, it's pretty comedy heavy. Yeah. So I would watch you guys through the run-throughs and think how great it feels to have that live audience like actually laugh and get the immediate like feedback like that. Yeah. So, so you know, yeah, I, I I like being on I liked being on a multi-camera s- stage. I liked that was one of my first times as like an older kid that that I got to spend a week, you know, in a situation like that. And I love being there. Good. Well, we also, after your episode of Pod Meets World aired, where we recapped your episode, we got a ton of emails from listeners who very fondly remember this episode, most importantly, your appearance on it. And um, we actually read a very beautiful letter after your episode aired that explained that primetime TV was just mostly white families. And then there were a few black families, especially on TGIF, but like Asian representation just didn't exist. And so seeing you and addressing someone who everyone who looked like you was also experiencing in real time in the real world really meant a lot to them. So like you being there really made an impact. And, um, did you ever hear that kind of reaction? Like during in the nineties, did people come up to you and ever talk to you about your appearance on Boy Meets World? Does it come up still? Like what is your what has your feedback been? Yeah, it's it's amazing. Cause when when I started to see stuff on social media that you guys were doing this show and that you reviewed this particular episode, um, it reminded me that throughout my life, since I've done since I did the episode, people come up to me and tell me how much how much it meant. Mm-hmm. Um there's this like uh, we call it Asian prom, but it's like the Asian Asians in film and television like award show mm-hmm. um, every year. And I was sitting at a table with a bunch of actors who are like killing it right now. And um, this this boy said to me, um, "You're like a trailblazer." And ever <laughs> since your episode on Boy Meets World, um, we we knew that we could like it could be possible, you know. Wow. And it kind of blew me away because I'm like, well, a Old people are trailblazers, so (laughs) (laughs) you're old. Yes, I just never really. I just didn't know. I mean, your show has such a massive um, impact on young people. It's really incredible, and and it still it still runs, and it still it still carries you know um, all of the amazing entertainment and value that it does. You know that it did back then. You probably recently received a seven cent uh, residual, residual check. check. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> we probably got those. It. Nice. <laughs> oh, man. So yeah. later you ended up working with Ryder on Pepper Dennis. Yeah. And that is where oh, Ryder the met. short-lived Pepper Dennis. His wife. Oh, Talk God. to us about that show, Ryder and Lindsay. Well, we met, we, we had a dinner we, we we got cast separately, obviously, and then we had a dinner where the cast got together with Sean Levy, who was directing the pilot. And I just remember seeing Lindsay and being like, hey, and you were like, <laughs> hey, and then we like sat down. It was so fun. It was like, yeah, that's right. We were on Boy Meets World together. And it's so funny to think now, like what you're saying about how, the, how, how big Boy Meets World sort of has, 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 how long it's lasted, because at that time, this would have been 2005, 2006, yeah. it felt like deep history like i i was like did not want to talk about boy meets world was avoiding it meanwhile it was like still airing and like finding a whole new audience like i think most of our listeners are actually of that generation watching it on disney show but at the time i remember just trying to like be anything but sean from boy meets world and yeah yeah, we got cast on the show pepper dennis which was super fun it was was probably one of the most fun jobs i've ever had um what characters did you play we were, sh- we only, sh- okay. So what happened is it was a big show at the time. It was, um, Rebecca, Rebecca Romaine. Uh, mm-hmm. it was her, it was a show built around her and it was on the, uh, the WB, WB before they merged. And because she had to shoot X-Men two, we got postponed after we got picked up after the pilot, we got postponed. So by the time we got 
actually started shooting our our season, we were two episodes in when they announced the merge with um, UPN. UPN and WB merged. And what that meant was that basically a show like ours, which hadn't aired yet, was just dead in the water. And uh. so we were like, I remember driving to work on our second or third episode when the announcement came. And I remember calling my agent and being like, what does this mean? And they're like... We'll just enjoy the next 13 episodes. <laughs> oh, exactly. Just have fun. And, and I was like, what? And then we did. We just like kind of knew our show like was never going to get picked up, but we had a blast making it. Like I just, it so I just like, you know, and that's how I met my wife. Like, and we're still together. Like it ended up having a huge impact on my life, you know, but as an, as experience, it kind of felt like we were all just at summer camp for the rest of the season. Like, all right, no one's watching this show. So let's just enjoy each other's company. And we did. Exactly. And it was sort of like, it was a one hour comedy. And that that's my favorite. That's my sweet spot. Like, you know, the Ally McBeals and the, yeah. you know, and Gretchen and Aaron who wrote the show had that like very snappy rom-com, yep. smart, fun, kind of silly. It was a journalist show. It was set in a news, news show. It was all like snappy, witty dialogue. It was very cool. Yeah. Can you see it anywhere? I don't think Probably so. Probably not. Like, I don't even, I don't think I've seen, I, I haven't even seen all the episodes, I don't think. Because back yeah. then there wasn't even TiVo or whatever. Right? <laughs> whatever, whatever the first one was called. Yeah. <laughs> whatever it was called back then. Uh, do you remember the WB when you called them, they used to have to answer the phone, dubba 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 WB. So no. we would just call over and over and over again. Wait, what do you mean you'd call them? You call the we studio? We would call them, we would call you if you, when you called, like we got the number when we were on the set towards the end. And so we would, they would go like dubba 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 WB and then we'd laugh and hang up and call back. <laughs> <laughs> that's so mean it was awful it was awful probably just some poor underpaid exactly PAs having to answer the answering phone. the phone and we just kept we would just call over and over because it was such a funny way to have to answer the phone yeah that's hilarious, hilarious. little tangent I Sorry. love how Will spent his time right <laughs> we were in school it wasn't just me it yeah, wasn't in just school. me he's on set he's on set WB. calling the WB mocking the lesser network right? Lindsay that's already that's proved to me I was never gonna have a career as an actor so I had to figure <laughs> something else out <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves, and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So, make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. It's 2024 and stress is already everywhere. Deadlines at work! Your kid's screaming at you. Non-stop traffic! The world is ending! That's a big jump there, Ryder. Oh, sorry, kind of true. Yeah, well, when we want to get away from the struggles of everyday life and have some comforting me time, we break into some Keebler Sandies. Let's say it's finals week and Mr. Feeney has scheduled all of the tests into one day. How will Topanga find a comforting moment to herself? Go to the mall? Not with this hair. Play guitar with her father, Jedediah? Depends on which Jedediah. Bite into some delicious Keebler Sandies? Exactly. Keebler Sandies are buttery shortbread cookies made with simple ingredients. And each Keebler Sandies cookie is baked to perfection by the adorable Keebler elves for a light sweetness and texture that melts in your mouth. God bless those little Keebler elves. When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat that will keep you going. So, the next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. Tell the elves Pod Meets World sent ya. They're real. I've seen them. We talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us. Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social media? But above and beyond all the incredible mom things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting. Will, what, what, what else was your mom doing? Uh, my mom was also running all three courts in Connecticut while authoring books. Wow. Well, whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she deserves some flowers. You are right. And that's why I'm sending mine farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things, how about 25% off your entire Books order so you can join us in treating our mothers to a beautiful arrangement? Love it. 
Here's why I like the Books Company. They are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she deserves flowers just as special. And Books is simple. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code WORLD. Books promo code WORLD. Uh, Lindsay, we talk a lot about burnout here on the show and especially like burnout is so common with child actors. And as we mentioned, you worked a lot more than us because you were a a real actor. Was there (laughs) ever a point as a child or a teen actor where you just like really wanted to take a break? That's interesting question. You know, no, I think I found at at a young enough age, um, my passion. I know that sounds so cliche, but I wanted it so bad, badly, and and I don't think I ever got too much too soon. Mm-hmm. In fact, you know, talking to you guys and, and remembering this time in my life, I think I felt in the early years like I wasn't getting enough. Like even when we did Pepper Dennis, you know, like writer, I, I literally, I was playing Rebecca's makeup artist and my job was to like tell some jokes, but I literally was powdering her nose, right, you know, in right, the scene. Right. And they gave me like a little, they gave me a little storyline towards the end of the season and it wasn't that they didn't want to write for me, but I think I just, for some reason, didn't have, and I, to this day, to be honest, I don't think I've had that moment where I was like, wow, that was, except for Boy Meets World, my episode, where I was like, <laughs> of course, you know, I, deep, I, I had like my deep dive into, into, you know, what it means to be an actor. Um, I'm really lucky because I've had a long career and um, I can still have my life and I kind of, I'm able to play lots of different characters and dip in and out, but I've been sort of somehow preserved from that burnout with the exception of when I was in a, when I was about 30, I got a show that I was one of three called lipstick jungle. Yes. And everybody, everybody wanted it to be the next sex in the city. And every time I got in a cab, there was my face on the TV and like, that was Robin show. Was that, was that Robin Schiff show? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and it was a Candace Bushnell book. And then um, they they uh, picked it up onto to NBC, and there was just a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure, and a lot of pressure as a woman. Like all my clothes were coming straight off the runway, and I like I like to have three course meals and eat. You know, I, I'm a, I like food, and I was so hungry. I was so hungry during the <laughs> jungle, and then you know all the publicity that comes with it. You know, like the. Yeah. Um, fashion magazines and fashion week and all that stuff. And I, and that part for me was a bit like, I always imagined what it would be like, but that'll burn you out when you're not just having 15, 16 hour days on, on a set, you know, top to tail. And then you've got all the other stuff that goes along with it. Um, But for me, like I'll just take a little rest and then get back out there and do it. I love it that much. Wow. Wow. You love food. Um, Do you know anybody that cooks? I do. I know a guy. <laughs> really? I'm just curious if you if there's anyone in your life you knew that knew their knew their way around the kitchen. I really, I really am so smart. I'm a very, very smart woman. Um, <laughs> Dear listener, Lindsay, if you don't know, is married to Curtis Stone, yes. and you guys have how many children? Do you have, have two boys, eight oh and eleven? One's like a little Larry David. He just like says anything. And has like weird, you know, like quirks and stuff. He's hilarious. And the other one's like a little rock star. They're they're adorable. It's really fun. It's it's so fun. And you and Curtis do shows together, right? We just started, you know, like it used to be back in the day that if you were a serious actor, you would never do anything, you know, like Mm -hmm. remotely reality or or anything like that, because it would be a signal that you were giving up. But these days it doesn't seem to be the case. No. I really like hanging out with him and um in our life, we do a lot of entertaining and food and travel. So we kept getting offers to do stuff. And finally, I was like, let's just do it because we like spending time together anyway. Yeah. We do a bit of, um, he does the cooking and I do the, you know, design and entertaining stuff. 
and occasionally not burn something like he'll let me make a salad or (laughs) (laughs) are you a good cook have you learned anything from him like have you taken over any part of that I have you know I love I used to love to cook but he's he's like it's so funny because one of our first dates second or third dates um I was going to cook for him I was so naive like I didn't know what a Michelin star, <laughs> Michelin star <laughs> chef like what well, you know, oh my god I, was, I came over and I decided to make scrambled eggs for you <laughs> actually by our, I think Alex was at this dinner really I have to ask her okay but um I made Coco Vaughn and I set this table out in the backyard and it was beautiful and he showed up a little bit late and my friend came in and she looked in the pot. And she's like, oh my God. And you put little pearl onions in, in the recipe. And I forgot to take the skins off. So it was just like skins were floating. Oh and my gosh. On. She's like, oh why didn't you make burgers? Like, why didn't you do pasta? What the hell? Um, he ate it. He ate it. He put it in a roll and he, he ate it. So oh he's, he always says that I approach these meals like I want it to be, you know, some big production. And um, and that could be problematic. So now I just do things really simply. Like he had to teach me how to do simple things. Like we had a party once and I was like, can I do anything? And he said, you can um, make the guacamole. And I stood over the avocados. Like, I don't know how to open an avocado. I literally, like I started to peel it, you know, like <laughs> peel it. So it's been, oh uh, it's been a education for sure. It's oh, funny. Well, another one of your very memorable characters was Janet in Beverly Hills 90210. You really got to work with some heartthrobs. I did. And us. Yeah. And you guys. And That's us. what I mean. I had a very lucky career, actually. <laughs> you know, Will um, Friedel. Oh, yikes. Will Friedel. No, truly. I was too crushy to even like, like when I think back, I was, I think I was more nervous than I was scared about the to cry yeah, you were more cry. nervous to be around will than you were to have to cry in front of yes, millions i think so I, um, the, I, that's so freaky to me because i i felt the same way but the idea that yeah. i would have actually talked to you was that never would have happened never would have happened no no Could have, should have, would have. <laughs> of course of well course. was stepping um, into 90210 yeah. intimidating extremely because I grew up watching it. Like they yeah, right. they were, I think they're they graduated class of ninety-three or something, and I was I was ninety-four. So yeah, like I grew up watching it, and that was the first show that was about teenagers, and they were all so cool. And you know, but by the time I got on the show, they were all like out of college and it wasn't it wasn't, you know. <laughs> they're all in their forties. Yeah, it was as scared. Why are we still at the peach pit? I'm forty-four years old. That's yeah. where they, sh- they shifted it into the peach pit after dark, you know, it was like right. Mm-hmm. Um, very, yeah, I kind of knew, I kind of knew that I was on the tail end of the show and I was on the last three seasons. Um, but it was great. That was a long run of me playing one character and, um, I feel happy to be a part of something sort of iconic, you know, like you guys, you're a part of something really iconic and that's really, it's kind of nice. Thank you. Is there, is there a role you really wanted to play that you didn't get a chance to? Um, like the, the joke in my family, like the real heartbreak was I was almost the childlike empress in the never ending story. <gasps> oh, oh, oh my God. <laughs> That's hysterical. Yeah. Right. That is like heartbreaking. That is oh. heartbreaking. <laughs> heartbreaking. The childlike um, empress. I did audition for Sandra O's oh role in Grey's Anatomy and got wow. there. So, I mean, that could have been a life changer right there. Yeah. Um, well, I, I mean, listen, let's not go down this road. I'm like, yeah, no, it's not <laughs> like to get really dark. Story, never ending story is the pinnacle though. Oh, that's so awesome. No, yeah. but Lindsay, I feel like there was like, there was a, there was a string of shows for a while that you were like on all these high profile shows that didn't get picked up. It was like yes. either like right before and after Pepper Dead. It's like because you were on Coupling, right? That was like yeah. going to be that was going to be the biggest show ever because it was like this huge British show. They brought it over, and I remember like every season it'd be like, "Oh, Lindsay's going to be on the next big hit," and then nothing would happen. It would not get picked up. It's just oh. been a really weird trajectory, you know. Like I, I, I try not to take it too personally because I know, like, yeah. I get, I get the job. It's right. just it doesn't, you know, take off for some reason. But I remember that show Coupling standing and looking at like one of those giant billboards on sunset and it was uh, it was you know the, the six cast members and i was with chris moynihan and we looked up and we were like because the the log line said the show everybody's talking about and it hadn't right. it hadn't aired yet and we were like he's talking about it we're talking about it this right? can't be good 
<laughs> oh man, isn't that a terror? I mean, I oh. I am just imagining the feeling because I've actually never been on a giant billboard anywhere, but I that feeling of being like wanting to temper everyone's expectations like hey everyone let's calm down before we've even aired an episode so that some of this hype could feel earned because that is such a scary feeling when everyone's like oh it's gonna be the greatest thing ever and you're like please don't jinx us right and you know you're a part of something that just is entirely about making money like you know that this is a business and yeah i'm very aware of that which is risky you know i wish they would let things breathe and give it a chance This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves, and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So, make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. It's 2024 and stress is already everywhere. Deadlines at work! Your kid's screaming at you. Non-stop traffic! The world is ending! That's a big jump there, Ryder. Sorry, kind of true. Yeah, well, when we want to get away from the struggles of everyday life and have some comforting me time, we break into some Keebler Sandies. Let's say it's finals week and Mr. Feeney has scheduled all of the tests into one day. How will Topanga find a comforting moment to herself? Go to the mall? Not with this hair. Play guitar with her father, Jedediah? Depends on which Jedediah. Bite into some delicious Keebler Sandies? Exactly. Keebler Sandies are buttery shortbread cookies made with simple ingredients. And each Keebler Sandies cookie is baked to perfection by the adorable Keebler elves for a light sweetness and texture that melts in your mouth. God bless those little Keebler elves. When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat that will keep you going. So, the next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. Tell the elves Pod Meets World sent ya. They're real. I've seen them. We talk a lot about moms on this podcast and how important they are to us. Absolutely. Without Jen Fischel, what pictures would we post on our social media? But above and beyond all the incredible mom things they did for us, laundry, dinners, let us travel to Los Angeles alone to chase our dreams of acting. Will, what what else was your mom doing? Uh, My mom was also running all three courts in Connecticut while authoring books. Wow. Well, whether your mom was a legal trailblazer or just the greatest source of inspiration and care in the world, this Mother's Day, she deserves some flowers. You're right. And that's why I'm sending mine farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And while I'm teaching you things, how about 25% off your entire Books order so you can join us in treating our mothers to a beautiful arrangement? Love it. Here's why I like the Books Company. They are different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. That's really cool. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. Your mom is unique, so she deserves flowers just as special. And Books is simple. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code WORLD for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code WORLD. Books promo code WORLD. Uh, speaking of pilots that never went, I played Chris Moynihan in a pilot. What? So, what? yeah, I know that sounds weird. So... Fief Sutton, who used to write for Cheers, wrote a, a a pilot called Jack's House, and it's about a guy who wouldn't didn't want to was buying a house, so his girlfriend instantly thought that meant they were moving in together, and it was based on his friend Chris Moynihan. Mm. So I was actually playing him wow. in the pilot, and his girlfriend in real life, who they're still together. Kathleen, um, Kathleen Rose, Perkins, yeah. Rose Perkins was playing my girlfriend. So no. I was playing him. And for some reason, he couldn't play the part. Was he already so doing another show? Or I was Kathleen. like, yeah, he must have been. So I was playing him dating his real life 
girlfriend that's in funny a, in a thing that happened in his life yeah it was it was so strange that is so funny yeah, that was my chris chris moynihan story i have I to see him. it have yeah. to see that pilot me too i don't think i've ever seen it either <laughs> let's call chris <laughs> let's call chris yeah so uh, that was that was very strange it's like i played you i played you in a, in a show yeah well we talked about it very briefly but will you tell us a little more about in the spirit with Lindsay and curtis yeah i will it's been really fun um we got a call over the summer um, in Australia. We were in, we spent the summer in Australia because Curtis's family is all there. And they were like, we were literally in Tasmania with like, we were outnumbered by kangaroos in this field. And they were like, you guys want to do a holiday show? He's like, do you want to do a holiday show? And I was like, sure. And then the next thing I know, two months later, we're putting together this, this show, which was like, fast and furious we had to figure everything out because we produced it which was really fun wow um so it's every week we have a different holiday so we did um hanukkah with phil rosenthal and we did christmas eve with jenna fisher and we invite fun people to come over and they tell us their like best holiday memories or what um, dishes they remember and what they do and we recreate it for them in our house so yeah it was really fun we kind of like, we decided to skip the holidays this year because we did all of them in one week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're like over it. No. Yeah. It's airing on, um, there's so many streamers and so many things, but it's airing on HSN Plus. Um, it's not an, it's not a, we don't sell any products, so I don't know why they have us there, but it's really great because it's, you know, it's a fun holiday. You know. That sounds awesome. That sounds really like my cup of tea because I very much romanticize the holidays and just want to spend all my downtime talking about what people do for the holidays. What are you doing and how is it going and yeah. what do you eat? I love it. She Good. talks about it a lot. Yeah, she talks about it quite a bit. Pretty much nonstop. They're really annoyed with me. Every time we start the podcast, I'm like, what have you guys eaten lately? Like, tell me some things that you guys are into eating. How do you feel about mold wine? Yeah. Right. <laughs> what are you doing for Arbor Day? Like, wait, it's Arbor Day? Wait, it's Arbor Day? Is, that a thing? Is that a thing? What's happening? Yeah. Have you guys kept in touch this whole time? Yeah. Yes. That's amazing. <laughs> and how, how many episodes did you do in total? 158. Holy cow. With that said, there, of course, have been times where like a year or two will go by and we haven't spoken to each other. And then, you know, you're like, hey, what are you up to? But yeah. overall, as far as like actually staying in each other's lives, it's been, you know, pretty consistent since 1993. Yeah. Amazing. Well, it has to be, I guess, like in some ways that your formative years were there. In most ways, your form- formative years were there. But also it was just it was such you, you share a significant um, experience that not very many people have and you shared it, you know, yeah. that's pretty incredible. Yeah. It's a, I'm sure you feel this with other actors that you've known for a long time or other, even just people who were child actors. There is a shorthand that so few people have. Um, and also there is a closeness, like I've mentioned before that Writer and Will will be mentioned in my obituary. Like, you know, (laughs) there are very few. We can't avoid each other. Forever. Whether we liked each other or not, our names are inextricably linked forever. And thankfully, we love each other. (laughs) So my name will be misspelled in the in the obituary, by the way. You will be. Yeah, you will be. Chuck Fernell. Exactly. (laughs) Will Friedley died today. Will Friedley. Yeah. (laughs) Also killed Phil Friedel from Girls Meet World. Um, So that's 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 what we joke about. So we we get off on some dark topics. Oh, Uh, man. Dark. I'm with you. I'm here for it. Well, Lindsay, thank you so much for being here with us today. And we hope the social media hounding was was pleasant for you and not like, oh, Sorry. gosh, please okay, don't I make me. Now I have to go on it. Now yeah. I have to go she talk to these losers. She into being on Podmeets World. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I mean, aside from the fact that I get to hear people say what an incredible actor I was. Oh. And, <laughs> but um, aside from how lovely it is to hear that, it really was such um, a turning point for me being on your show. And as... And it's, and it's nice like when what you think is happening actually is received the way that you think it's happening. <laughs> right, and right. I remember feeling really proud of um, telling that story and telling it authentically in a situation where it was really bizarre and hard to do it, like on a half hour you know, sitcom. I remember feeling very, very proud. And it was a turning point where I was like, yep, 
I'm I'm doing this. This is this That's is awesome. for me. That's Man. Awesome. So it's a That's really so lovely cool. memory. So thank you for helping me re- remember it. Like that. I'm also so excited to now know the story that you walked out of the audition knowing you nailed it because oh, yeah. I mean, that really like that means this that, that entire experience for you from the moment you got the audition to the time 30 years later, we're still talking about it. It has been that that feeling for you of like, yeah, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be with what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, this is my gift. So it's just cool. Yeah. Yeah. When the right part comes along, right? When when all the stars align, that's the magic. And that's what we wait for. It doesn't happen very often, but no, does happen. Well, thank you for for gracing us with your presence, not only on Boy Meets World, but here on Pod Meets World. We're so happy that you joined us and um, we will be sure to check out In the Spirit as well on HSN Plus. And you have an open invitation to come back and join us anytime. Please. Thanks. Yeah. It was good Please. to see you guys. It was good to see you. It thank you well, again awesome. for being here. Thanks, Lindsay. Good to see Bye. you. Bye. Bye. Thank you. That was so fun. For, again, if if there's ever a Boy Meets World Hall of Fame for you know, guest cast that come on, especially mm-hmm. performance. Yeah, who would wise. be on that list? Actually, ooh, she, she has to be at or near the top for that performance. I mean, Jerry Levine it. for the center. That mm-hmm. was great, but since um, she's in episode seven. The show no, hasn't even. Established it's unbelievable, itself and yet. like I said, I think it do, it goes a long way to establishing the show's ability to do very sensitive subjects and to approach them seriously, and yeah. and to you know. Yeah, to not make it feel maudlin, you know, like yeah. it, it, it's it felt or mawkish, like it felt it felt real, and it, because and of it, her though, that yes. also shows how good the casting was. Because yes. she, any almost any other actor coming into that part would not have done what she did. Yeah, right. it was astounding to me. But the bummer is, why couldn't she have come back the next week? Right, like why couldn't she, why yeah. couldn't Eric have had her as a regular girlfriend exactly. for four or five episodes? It was you know just a of sign course. of the times that it was like, oh, we only have the Asian character for the very special episode, right? And then we're going to give him another girlfriend the next right. week. Another, and it, that's a bummer. No, yeah. there's a lot. There's a lot because she was so. clearly a great actor yeah. and mm-hmm. went Ooh. on to have the one of the most Any, successful post Boy Meets World careers of, of anybody. anybody. Uh, there's I love that she couldn't even remember that she had done a hundred. 70 episodes of a soap opera I before. was on a soap opera for four years oh, oh that's yeah. right you know who else I would put on that um, that list of guest cast and mm. I'm, I'm, I've talked to her since and I'm so angry at myself that I can't remember her name Danielle it was the woman who played the single mom at when Corey and Topanga move in together it was like season seven they move in together and she's got her own child and it's she's kind of showing how difficult life can be Oh. By herself at the college. I can't remember her name. Uh, you are describing a thing a that story I line no Yes. I know. There's I don't understand. Corey and Topanga, Corey and Topanga Remember, remember <laughs> they have to move once they're after I just they're remember, married. That's they where they see the kid college. that says, I see dead people. Ma- when yes. In, like they move into a horrifying hallway. Yes. Right. Into, into, into a bad apartment. Michael's son their right, who played neighbor. the part. Yeah. Yes. Their neighbor is an actress who came on the show who crushed it. Wow. And I can't remember. She went on to have do some pretty incredible things. I've seen her since. I can't remember her name, which is awful. I mean, guest star Hall she, of Fame, Willie Garson also makes obviously. it. Of course. Of course. Is it Marisol Nichols? It is Marisol Nichols. It is absolutely Marisol Nichols. She's gone on to have a phenomenal career. And I remember us literally talking about her as she was on the set with us working. Like we were watching her run throughs and watching stuff. And I ran into her years later at some event or something. And I remember walking up to her and saying, I don't think we ever told you how amazing we thought you were. Um, she she crushed it. I, she absolutely crushed it. Oh, she was Brittany on Twenty Four. Oh, Brittany, Brittany Murphy. Murphy. Do you remember when she came on? Was that third season? I just remember it was, was the beginning three. of a season. Season three. And she came on because she had worked with Michael Jacobs before. So she was like, they wrote a part for her as Topanga's quirky friend. And I just remember we were all like, "Oh, you are the greatest. You are yeah. so good." Mm-hmm. And uh, her she mom had that was Jason so Marsden nice. thing. She had that oh. Jason Marsden thing where she was just a pro. Yeah, yeah. She was and incredible. so much better than us. Her mother was incredibly nice. And so much yes. fun. Yeah. Uh, one of my one of my favorite Britney Murphy stories, just very quickly, is I got onto an airplane and we were, I was flying. I th- I want to say it was some somewhere quick. It was like Burbank to San Francisco or something like that. And I ended up sitting right across from Brittany Murphy. Nine of us knew we were going to be on the plane. And we right, right before we were going to take off, she reached over and she grabbed my hand. She said, I do this every flight. And she held my hand the entire takeoff. And Aww. it was the cool, it was just the nicest thing. And she was the sweetest human being. And yeah. 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 Rest in peace, Brittany. The guy from the Scream episode is a Jeremy who gets the oh. pencil in his head. Oh, yeah, yes. no, it's, yeah. Um, no, it's. 
Uh, it's Jonathan Jackson's Jonathan. brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. what is his name? Oh, no. We've already been through this. I feel like we talked about this on the show. Is this but Jeremy? He, he yeah. was great. He was yeah. great, too. We, we, we really liked working with him. He was very funny. He clicked right in with us. I'd put him on that list as well. There are some amazing guests. And, and then, unfortunately, the thing is, we're also missing some people that I'm sure were. Richard Lee Jackson. That's what it was. Richard, Richard Lee Jackson. Richard Lee Jackson, yes. And we liked him a lot, and he was great, and he fit in with us. So there was a bunch of guest cast that yeah. were just so good. But I would put we Lindsay at or near the top of that list 100%. with that performance. Couldn't yeah. agree with you more. Carrie so Russell good. as well, another one we could add yep. to that list. Carrie Russell, yep. great. Well, this was really fun. Thank you guys for joining us for this episode of Pod Meets World. As always, you can follow us on Instagram, Pod Meets World Show. You can send us your emails, podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. And we have merch. <gasps> Lindsay Price had a crush on me. Merch! <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, 16-year-old our... me is going, damn it! I know, especially because <laughs> you felt the same way. What could have been? What but you know what? Been. We love Sue. And, oh, I, and yeah. And also, Lindsay was supposed to be with Curtis, so you guys would have had a starter marriage at I best. Think we, I think we worked it out exactly the way it was it, supposed to work It was to supposed out. to go. Yeah, Pretty I think cute, we went though. down the right paths uh, as we were <laughs> supposed to go, exactly. Will, send us out. We love you all. Pod dismissed. Pod Meets World is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Danielle Fischel, Will Friedle, and Ryder Strong. Executive producers Jensen Karp and Amy Sugarman. Executive in charge of production, Danielle Romo. Producer and editor, Tara Sudbach. Producer, Jackie Rodriguez. Engineer and Boy Meets World superfan, Easton Allen. Our theme song is by Kyle Morton of Typhoon, and you can follow us on Instagram at Pod Meets World Show or email us at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind. Yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies. I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead. Mixed with chocolate syrup? Ooh, why not? When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler Sandies shortbread cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago, and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions, and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class. And 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.